Hello, welcome to the Monday, May 22nd, 2017 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Well, typo squatting is nothing really fundamentally new. Xavier has a nice recent example here that makes a good awareness piece for DHL. DHL, the packet delivery service, of course, is often the subject of malicious phishing attempts where they're trying to make you open a shipping receipt. In this particular case, they used DHL with double L dot com. Now, by the time Xavier looked at the domain, DHL had already taken it over. But of course, it's just a matter of time for someone to come up with another variation, replacing else with once and the like. Xavier is also talking about a neat tool that you can use to find a type of squatting domains, DNS Twist. DNS Twist will not only try sort of lookalike domains, it will also then tell you what is the name server for them so you can find possible type of squatting lookalike domains that are trying to impersonate your brand. And then, of course, uh, what do you do with these uh, typo squatting domains? Uh, well, uh, you probably shouldn't, as Xavier pointed out, uh, put it just to a DNS parking site, but instead use it to educate users that this is not the correct spelling for your company name and to be careful uh, with typos like that. And since you're not going to use this domain for any legitimate outbound email, you can then also set up SPF settings identifying this domain as a domain that will not be used for any outbound email, which will make it easier for others to then filter email that's trying to impersonate or use this particular domain. And Netgear about a week ago released a new firmware, something you should definitely consider applying given that of course it fixes like always a number of serious bugs. But in addition, this new firmware has some extra gifts for you. It will now also collect your Mac addresses, information about your Wi-Fi network and the like and send it off to Netgear. This feature is enabled by default. You have have to disable it by going into your web configuration for the router and actually turn off this particular feature. Netgear states that they're doing this in a knowledge base article. I don't have one of the affected routers, so I'm not sure how the user is being notified of this new feature when you're upgrading. But what I've heard so far is that there's actual no real notice for this new feature. Then we got a couple small updates regarding WannaCry. First of all, if you still have a system infected with it, there is now a decryption tool. I already mentioned that on Friday, but it does require that you did not reboot the system. The encryption tool works by pulling random seeds that are used to create the private key for the user from memory. So if that memory has been erased, overwritten, then the tool will not work work. Secondly, there was an interesting brief study looking at the operating system composition for WannaCry victims. It turns out that Windows 7 actually was the number one infected operating system. Remember that unpatched Windows 7. So if you did not apply yet the March patches to Windows 7, 
is vulnerable. So it's not just XP, it's also these newer operating systems that can be vulnerable. And apparently the kill switch domain website is under pretty consistent DDoS attack. So it may not be reachable, which of course is problematic if you still count on it from making sure that you don't get infected. So I recommend if you can set up your own internal sync host, redirect the domain to an internal IP address. Of course, make sure that IP address runs a web server. That's also good to collect and then logs internally about who may be visiting that particular domain. And LastPass added a little bit of controversial feature to its password wallet product. It now is also able to back up two-factor authenticators, in particular the ones that are usually known as Google authenticators. They're using the open source Oath uh, algorithm in order to come up uh, with uh, their numbers. Uh, the problem here is, and the reason why this is a little bit controversial, that of course that somewhat defeats uh, the purpose of two-factor authentication. Not really sure if you can still call it two-factor authentication if the password as well as the secret for the authenticator is saved in the same wallet. Well, that's it for today. So thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.